Let's open our Bibles to the 26th Psalm. Psalm 26. Some of you may have considered it last evening in the way of meditation in preparation for this morning. Let's read it together and make a few comments upon it and see the character of the man of God in this context, David himself, as he appeals to his integrity before the Lord against his enemies and describes his righteous conduct and his confidence before the Lord. Now, we can only have confidence like this if we're living like this. These are not words that you want to utter without a life to back them up. Because asking God to examine you, judge you, prove you, and try you are words you do not want coming out of your lips unless your hands and feet are living in such a way and your heart is in such a way and your lips are speaking in such a way that you can have God examine, judge, prove, and try you and have Him not find sin there. Let us live this way that we can speak this way. This is not arrogance. This is not pride. This is not self-righteousness. This is true righteousness of a man of God who is conducting his life as he should. Let every one of us follow this David and his great example that he gives us. But do not use these words if you're not going to live worthy of these words. Stand with me, please, in honor to the Word of God, and let us read this in unison. Together. Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord. Therefore, I shall not slide. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart, for thy loving kindness is before mine eyes, and I have walked in thy truth. I have not sat with vain persons, neither will I go in with dissemblers. I have hated the congregation of evildoers, and will not sit with the wicked. I will wash mine hands in innocency, so will I compass thine altar, O Lord, that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. Gather not my soul with sinners, nor my life with bloody men, in whose hands is mischief, and their right hand is full of bribes. But as for me, I will walk in mine integrity. Redeem me, and be merciful unto me. My foot standeth in an even place. In the congregation will I bless the Lord. Amen. And amen. Amen. You may be seated. It was a couple of weeks ago where I stated a few sentences to the same effect that this psalm should teach us. This is not self-righteousness. But David often appealed to his righteousness. And he was not appealing 
to the righteousness of Christ that clothed him. He was appealing to his righteousness. Nehemiah would say, look upon me for good. Look upon the good that I have done for thy people. This is not haughtiness. It is not arrogance. It is true righteousness. It is a man who has so ordered the steps of his life that he can make such a prayer unto the Lord. And it's the way that all of us ought to live so that we can pray that way. The Apostle Paul did not say that he had labored more abundantly than the other apostles because he was arrogant. The Apostle Paul said he had labored more abundantly than all the other apostles because he had labored more abundantly than all the other apostles. The Apostle Paul did not say there's a crown of righteousness waiting for me because I have fought a good fight, kept the faith and finished my course because he was self-righteous or arrogant. He made that as an example for all of us to follow. We want to finish our course. We want to fight a good fight. And we want to keep the faith. So we have David here. In the first verse he says, Judge me, O Lord. We do not want to say such words unless we are living a holy life. But we should be able to say such words Because we should be living a holy life. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Romans 6 would declare to us and ask us and confront us. So we should be like this psalmist, like David here. Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. I have integrity, O Lord, before thee, and it is mine integrity. I have conducted myself in a way that is different than the enemies around me that are accusing me of wrongdoing. I have integrity in the way that I work. I have integrity toward my spouse. I have integrity in my thoughts. I have integrity in my business dealings. I have integrity in thy worship. Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. This is not talking the talk. This is walking the walk. This is the walk of David. I have trusted also in thee, in the Lord, therefore I shall not slide. He is not going to slide because he has not put himself in a slippery place. The sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, is taken out of Deuteronomy chapter 32 by Jonathan Edwards a couple of hundred years ago because he used these words, Their foot shall slide in due time. We make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. We keep away from anything sinful that would tempt us and pull us down into sin and cause us to slide away from our profession. David here is saying he's not going to slide. He's going to conclude this psalm by saying, I have put my foot in an even place in the 12th verse because he's not going to slide. He is standing solidly on God's Word and is not going to play with sin or the temptations of this world. This is the man of God that had God deal with him so personally and so faithfully and bless him so abundantly. Verse 2, he adds three other verbs to the verb judge. He says, examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins in my heart. Go on inside of me. And find the directing parts of my being, the reins, like the reins of a horse, 
direct that horse in the direction the rider wants it to go or the driver wants it to go. Our reins are the internal apparatus inside us that directs our lives, our hearts, our thoughts, our mind, our motives. And David said, go on inside me, examine me, prove me, try me. You try metals by subjecting them to a great heat to find if they behave the way that that particular metal should and to burn away all the dross. Prove me. It's the proof of a metal. Examine me. Oh, Lord, let it be said of us this day that our lives are clean enough that we can say to judge us, to examine us, to prove us and to try us, even in our reins and our heart. Now David said such things with a couple things in mind. In the first verse he said, I have walked in mine integrity. He said, I have trusted in the Lord. In the third verse he says, because thy loving kindness is before mine eyes. I have thy spirit testifying to me, and I know that you love me. Now, when you know that God loves you because you've been walking in a way of righteousness, and he's revealed himself to you, it's easier to say the things in verses 1 and 2. God has sent forth the spirit of his Son into our hearts, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Dear Father, dear Daddy. David had that kind of a relationship with God. He said, Thy loving kindness is before mine eyes. I see it every day. I've seen it all my life. I hear it. It's inside. I have a witness that I am your son. And I have walked in thy truth. Again, he appeals to the fact that I love thy truth and I've walked in it. I haven't just professed it. I haven't just been baptized in it. I walk in it. Then he describes his hatred for the wicked. In verses 4 and 5, A godly man hates vain persons. Vain persons are the persons of this world. They think the way this world thinks. They seek this world's entertainments. They are the enemies of God. And David hated them. I have not sat with vain persons. Neither will I go in with dissemblers, those that lie or are hypocrites. I have hated the congregation of evildoers. And I will not sit with the wicked. I do not want them as my friends. They will not be my servants or employees. They will not be around me. This is the man of God. This is what you how you ought to pattern your life. Verse 6, I'll wash my hands in innocency. I will not be like them, guilty. They have blood dripping from them. They have lies dripping from their lips. I'll wash my hands in innocency. So will I compass thine altar, O Lord. Are your hands washed this day to come into here before the altar of God, the altar of the New Testament? Not this or that or any other piece of furniture. But are you were in the presence of God? Have you washed your hands? And we do that by confessing our sins and turning away from all unrighteousness. So, in this way, will I compass thine altar, O Lord. David did not play the life of a hypocrite. What was he going to do in the house of God? This man who said, examine me, prove me, judge me, and try me. What was he going to do in the house of God? What was he going to do around the Lord's people? Verse 7, that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. Look, at it is verbal. He is not just going to go warm up to you. 
He is not just going to go eat the food. He is going to open his mouth and praise and thank God and tell of the great things that God has done. He's going to use his mouth. And look at his heart. Look at his attitude. What was your attitude this morning about coming to church? Something you had to do? I have three words for you, but I'll let the Lord tell them to you when he meets you. They're short words. One of two letters, one of two letters, and one of four. Lord, I have loved thy habitation. The habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. This is the place, though so obscure in the eyes of the world and so pitiful in appearance, but this is where God chooses to dwell on earth. And David said, I, Lord, I have loved. I have loved. I am loving. The presence and the place of your worship, the habitation of your house, and where your honor dwells. This is where we lift up God. He is not lifted up outside. The world despises Him, and so we come in here. There, now David appeals to the fact that I've walked in mine integrity, I've kept your truth, I've loved your house, I want to testify of your great works, therefore, Lord, gather not my soul with sinners, nor my life with bloody men in whose hands is mischief and their right hand is full of bribes. Don't treat me like the others. Don't treat me like Saul. Remember what Abigail said? That David was bound up in the bundle of life, but his enemies, and she was speaking of King Saul, would be flung out. David here is praying for the same thing. Treat me differently because I treat you differently because I live differently from them. Gather not my soul with sinners, nor my life with those bloody men. Verse 11, in contrast to their mischief and their hands being full of bribes and their blood and sin. Of the ninth verse, he says, as for me, I will walk in mine integrity. Now in verse 1, he said, I have walked in mine integrity. In verse 11, I will walk in mine integrity. David confesses and admits and appeals to his past conduct, and he's declaring his future conduct. Now, if you don't, if you aren't able this morning to declare your past conduct, then confess it to the Lord and make the declaration that David does here in the 11th verse that you will walk in your integrity. Redeem me and be merciful to me. He knows he needs mercy because no matter how much integrity we have, we are still subject to the mercy of God. My foot standeth in an even place. David has placed himself upon a smooth, flat surface. He has, is not playing with sin where he's on slippery ground that will cause him to slide. My foot standeth in an even place. He is appealing back to the first verse again where he said, I shall not slide. I am planted on solid ground. I am not going to get near the precipice of sin. I will not approach it. In the congregations will I bless the Lord. May the Lord bless Psalm 26 to us. Father in heaven, search us, O God, and know our hearts.
Try us and know our thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in us. And lead us in the way everlasting. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.